Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, it's Kathy Clotes Guest. Welcome to Jargana Real Live. We like to have a lot of fun around here, a serious marketing show with a sense of fun. Uh, we are in the heart of Silicon Valley. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous November day, and I think we have our first official, at least <laughs> official, non official day of fall because even though fall happened end of September. It's finally feeling like fall here in Silicon Valley. It's the temperature dropped. As soon as Halloween was over, it started to to feel, look, and act like fall. So it's beautiful here, and I hope it's beautiful wherever you are. Our show usually airs around 3.30 Pacific time on Thursdays. We are going to be doing some shows that aren't on a Thursday because to accommodate our guests. So we're going to start up with regular programming next week. And we are going to be talking to David Nyhill, and he is the co-founder of Funny Biz, the conference, and he's written a book about his experiences using stand-up comedy to become a better speaker and to overcome a fear of speaking. So he's done an amazing job doing that, and he's he's just a fun guy, and he's an Irish national, so we will be talking to him next week, and we'll be doing that on a Wednesday. So we will try to keep to the Thursday schedule as much as we can, and our, our, we have to restore our audio files, which unfortunately... Unfortunately, when Blog Talk Radio did an upgrade, they got taken away. So we're going to have to do something snappy. And maybe we should, maybe this is the universe's way of saying, up your game, have something different. So maybe we'll do that. So keeping a human helps businesses, marketing execs, and their teams humanize what they do by telling their most important stories to the world. And we do that by turning jargon monoxide poisoning into crisp stories that people actually want to take action on. So that's what we do. Uh, And this podcast, we really want it to be about making marketing more fun and effective. So our focus, as always, is going to be on storytelling and content marketing because that's what we do best. Um, we also, every once in a while, um, I have a couple other vehicles that deal with this, but every once in a while we will have a guest on uh, that, that uh, uses improv for something really creative, which is, as you, as you all know uh, by now, many of you that uh, send me emails, thank you so much. Um, improv is a big part of my background and a big part of my approach and lens and framing to storytelling. So thanks for joining us. I'm so excited. Had so much going on over the summer. Happy to be back. We have a new video series on storytelling, story DNA. Um, Brian Carter, uh, my co-author and co-host of that show, he and I are working on a book together on storytelling, on the future of business storytelling, and we're back and forth on titles <laughs> right now, but I'm very much looking forward to that book being published. And I've got a, uh, a shorter a book in the works on using improv for storytelling and content and how to generate new ideas. I just did a webinar on that today on writeraccess.com if you're interested in checking out that and more of that kind of stuff. Well, today, we don't have a guest. I am the guest. We're back with guests next week. But I wanted to talk about something really important, something really interesting, and that's the seven-step story spine. It's a very simple model that I love. It comes from the world of improvisation theater, And the gentleman who created it, his name is Ken Adams, and it's something that I didn't even know existed when I worked um, uh, in marketing departments in in corporate America and high tech, which I came out of. I didn't even know about it. I learned it um, through improv and through improv friends who who said, hey, you know, um, he took a lot of theater and how stories unfold 
on a stage and, and packaged it into this, this, this model called the seven-step story spine. So I wanted to focus on that today. Um, I wrote a post today, uh, and I should qualify that, November 5th, <laughs> 2015, because you won't know what date it is when you, by the time you listen to this podcast. Um, I wrote a, a blog post on LinkedIn. I've also written about this topic. I've published uh, quite a bit on this topic on my, on my um, blog and also on places like marketingprofs.com where I, I wrote a post and, and actually had a very lively discussion with some people from Marketing Profs afterwards. So I want to talk about that. A lot of times people don't know where to start uh, in business storytelling. And the story spine, which I'll get to in just a second, I want to frame it, is exactly that. It's a spine. It's not the complete model for how to flesh out the the bones and all the emotional things that you're going to need for your story. But it is a great skeleton. It's a great spine on which to hang things. So it's a starting place. So if you think about it from a place of uh, just a, a great foundation to start with, it is exactly that. You won't be disappointed. It's a great place to to get started thinking about it. I think in business storytelling, sometimes we just get stuck and we think that when we tell a story um, about somebody had a problem and we solved that problem and because uh, we solved that problem, they made money or saved money and everybody's happy. And, and that becomes a very uh, simple, oversimplified formula for success in the business storytelling world. And that's a really, really shallow story. It's very, it's very superficial and it's actually not emotionally satisfying. And so I'm going to introduce the seven-step story spine here. Some of you may have been familiar with it from other walks of life or seen it and heard it before. But it is a great uh, starting point, and I use it a lot with clients. I use it a lot um, in workshops when I'm talking um, because it does get people thinking about emotional arcs and what happens next and what happens next. So I will put this on the blog later, uh, but I'll walk you through what it is right now, and then we'll kind of dissect it. All right. Let's see here. It's this format, and it's in the format of, of once upon a time because our, our human brains are wired for stories in this way, and that's why that once upon a time formula is such a powerful way to think about stories. Um, it's universal. It's easy to get our, our arms around, and it works. It's very versatile. So here it goes, seven steps. Once upon a time, and every day, but one day, because of that, because of that, until finally, and ever since that day. Those are the seven steps. Now, we'll go through each one um, uh, in a, and take it apart a little bit. Um, once upon a time, once upon a time, what's, what's, what's starting? What's the starting point for your customer or your client? What's, what's happening in their world? And um, you don't, you don't necessarily want to start off um, with everything either being super chaotic or it doesn't have to start off perfectly either. Like, but it, you you need to to explain what the status quo is in your customer's world. So once upon a time, what's going on for that customer? Every day, the next line is every day. Establish a routine. What's going on um, every day your customer does such and such? Or every day this happens? Or every day they used to close the books the same way because Excel was so easy and it was the easiest solution that they had? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
but establish you're establishing a routine. So something's going on in their world in a regular way. And then there's a disruption. Then it's but one day or until one day um there's a, there's a disruption and that but is very important. It's very important um because what you're saying is there was some kind of disruption. And you know, things now all of a sudden are in chaos. So things stopped working. There's pain. This is where you introduce um, the chaos and pain. Because maybe once upon a time, for example, um, if you have a hosted um, application that uh, helps uh, businesses close books faster, uh, maybe Excel worked for small businesses. And every day they would do this. Uh, once upon a time, there was a small business. And they did this every day. And it worked for them great. And their customers were happy. And blah, 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 blah. Until one day, it just didn't work for them. They they outgrew it, and Excel had a bunch of uh, um, uh, incorrect cells, and they started seeing um, errors and in their books or whatever that is. But something happens, and it is important to talk about the disruption uh, because something um, has to knock them off that status quo to feel pain. So make sure you make that very clear. And because of that, well, what's the what's the thing that happens because Excel no longer works? As just as an example here, what's happening because of that? Okay, they're having huge errors and they can't figure out where they are every month with revenue and receivables, and they don't know where they are. They they, they they've lost track of their business. Well, because of that, what happens? Well, because they they lost track of their business, um, they're financially at risk. Mm, okay, because of that. Now, the story spine has two becauses because of that. You can go as many layers as you want, and you don't actually need to know these words. You don't have to use these words. So once you use, you get comfortable with the story spine, you don't have to, it's a kind of like training wheels. You, don't, you can change the words. You don't have to say because of that. But because of that is a very important um, phrase or concept to at least address uh, when you start with this model, because it's forcing you to go to the next part of the narrative. What happens? What's at stake? And because of that. So what's at risk if the status quo and this disruption does not get solved? And because of that, this happens. Because of that, that happens. This structure moves the story through a logical narrative arc. And you can't assume that if you don't have that in there that your readers are going to be able to follow your story. Not always. And because of that helps, kind of you're holding their hand a little bit through, all right, here's what this is really about. Because this happened, they, they didn't have visibility. Because they didn't have visibility, that je jeopardizes their business and puts them at risk. And you can do two or three or four lever, le, uh, layers or levels of because of that, as long as um, it, it, it's shorter is always better, uh, as long as it's true and there's integrity and it's not exaggerated. Uh, then you get to until finally, and until finally is, ah, there's another disruption. Ah, that's where the solution comes in. Until finally... They, you know, did something. They got some help. This happened, and it changed things for them. It ch something changed. There's another disruption to take away the pain. So until finally, ah, then they they uh, discovered, uh, you know, um, they started using this product, and it gave them what they needed to restore visibility or whatever. Um, that Something had to happen, and we really need that in there. Uh, 
But here's where I think that most business storytelling falls short. And I've said this before, and a lot of people um, who've read my stuff, um, you've heard me say this. I think most business storytelling ends at, well, then they bought the product, and they fixed their problem, and everybody lives happily ever after. That's a really crappy story. So let me tell you the extra step. Something happened, right? They, 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 you know, found a new solution to take away the pain, and their world changed. But be very clear, and and the extra step is how did their world change for better? Not their business. What was the human human outcome because their business changed? You can imagine imagine being a small business, and if you lose visibility and financial clarity in your business. You're pretty much hosed. That's your livelihood. You're at risk. You're at risk of, of of losing your business. So if if that's an appropriate thing to say, and again, no exaggeration, you don't want to stretch the truth, but if that's the scenario for one of your maybe small business clients, then say it. It's really important to really be honest. Um, and, you know, if they didn't fix this problem, it's not just that they're going to lose their business. Imagine how they feel if they lost their business. Their business is their baby. To every entrepreneur, their business is personal. All business is personal. So if their business failed because they didn't fix this problem, what else would happen? So when you talk about the change of the world being better and improved, now they can sleep at night. Now they can spend more time with their family. Now they don't have to worry about losing everything they worked for. That's a human outcome versus, hey, they got a new software solution and uh, they were able to then... uh, you know, have better insight into their receivables. Well, nobody cares. <laughs> what does having insight into your receivables and your revenue streams give you? It gives you peace of mind. It allows you to run your business better. It allows you to to, to rest more easily knowing that your business is more secure. So what are the human, human outcomes? And that's where Until Finally has to go a little bit further. And that's my problem with a lot of, a lot of business storytelling that stops short at that. I think it really doesn't do justice. All right, and then there's the the final part of that seven-step model is, and ever since then, and ever since then, every day since then, your something has changed for your in in the world of your customer. Something has changed for them. What is it? So ever since then, they started using this this product. Or ever since then, they were able to free up time because they they found a solution that that gave them this kind of visibility. They were able to free up all this time for the things they really loved. And because they could do that, their quality of life improved. So you again, you've got to end it on a more human outcome versus the business, the short-term business outcome. So take any business story that you want and run it through the story spine and ask yourself, does it make sense? Does it flow? And because of this, is it clear? Is it clear what's at stake if the problem isn't solved, if that disruption doesn't go away? Is it clear what the disruption is? Because of that, this happens. All right, well, because of this happens, this happens. Oh, my gosh, and because of this, this other thing is in jeopardy. Well, until one day, one day this new disruption came in and it changed their world for the better. What was that change and how did it make their world better? Be very, very clear about that. Again, a simple, you know, they had a problem, they bought a product or, you know, a, a service, 
to remedy that and everything everybody lives happily ever after is a really crappy solution if you end it there at the business problem. All business issues are personal because behind that business is either an entrepreneur or somebody who works in a large organization whose reputation, whose credibility, whose visibility, whose, whose career enhancement is on the line. And in their world, their problem is the only thing that matters. And solving that problem is deeply, deeply personal because it affects their livelihood. Their livelihood affects their their esteem, their their reputation. Everything personal on that on that hierarchy of needs pyramid. So extend it further. Go further and and make sure um that that you really are clear about that. And if you do that you'll end up being at least one step ahead from a lot of the simple problem solution, everybody's happy stories that are out there that just aren't emotionally satisfying. So one more time, it's the once upon a time. And every day, your customer would do this. One day, something happened and things stopped working. But because of that, this other thing now is at risk. And because of that, there's this other big worry on their mind and it's personal. Until finally, something else comes in to disrupt it and change it for the better. And because of that, life got better. And ever since then, their world has changed in this way. Be very specific about that human outcome. What has changed for the better and how that human outcome has made their life better. Make sense? So now we'll take another uh, example. I'll run through one more example just to kind of get a sense. And you can find, I've written a couple of articles on my website. Um, one was, uh, Hey CMO, Your, Your Product Storytelling Sucks, um, Parts 1 and 2. And I walk through uh, a, a couple of different examples of how to apply it, much like we are today. So, And you can apply it to anything. Um, so, for example, um, maybe it's not... Um, Maybe it's not software. Uh, maybe it's um, a ride-sharing service. And, 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 you know, once upon a time, this you know person used to do this all the time, used to always drive their own car. But it became very expensive for them, and, and they weren't able to do it anymore, and their needs changed. And um, therein introduces, you know, uh, they, they were at risk of losing their their um uh, they're they're getting to their job. They were at risk of getting all their errands done. Um, they were at risk of, of having their life completely up leveled and turned upside down because they didn't have access to a convenient, cheap, easy, trusted way to get from point A to point B, and they couldn't afford a new car. Enter your service or product. Um, again, you're not saving babies in Africa, so be commensurate about the role that you helped. <laughs> you didn't you didn't save their lives and help make them more attractive, but be very very commensurate. Enter your ride sharing service, and you gave them a bunch of viable options. That not only gave them flexibility to get to their job, um, it gave them freedom. It gave them financial freedom to be able to not worry about having to invest in, in a car and rebuy a car. And with the money they saved and the flexibility, not only did they have freedom and mobility, but that money that they you know, we're trying to scrimp and save to, to buy a car, allowed them to invest maybe in something else and grow their, you know, get a, you know, put it down on a house or whatever that is. Again, commensurate and honest with the truth. But if there's some other human outcome, because they had increased money, you saved them money, flexibility, and gave them enhanced freedom and mobility. So tell that story. Um, not just the, oh, you know, the ride sharing came in and uh, we got them from point A to point B. 
yeah, really crappy story. So this 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 seven step story spine and its simplicity is designed to just move through all the pieces. You have to flesh out all the pieces. You have to start putting the 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 meat on the bones, but it will get you thinking about all the different pieces of creating this arc. And step back and ask yourself, what's missing? If you if you look at the story spine and you don't have any emotional connection to it, you've missed it. There's something you're you're maybe you're not going deep enough on the human outcome or maybe you're not going deep enough on what's at stake. And because of that and because of that and really get to the heart of what's at risk for your customer uh, personally. Um, the more that you can connect to if they don't solve their problem, what's it mean for them? What's the what's the table stakes? If at the end of the day they can't fix the challenge that's been put upon them, where does it leave them? What's going to happen? How is their life not going to be not only going to you know maybe suck business wise, but where does it leave them personally? And how are they missing something in their life, either freedom or visibility or um, enhanced? Um, in a, in a monetary position, and what does even having more money mean for them? It's never about the money. It's about the flexibility and the freedom and the ability to live your life in the way that you want to live it, that money represents. So go to that. Go to that. Um, if you're ever stuck, one of the things that I can recommend you do is I like to have um, uh, my clients just really, we go back to that that uh, hierarchy of needs, the Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs that you've probably seen a million times if you, in your psychology 101 class, in your marketing 101 class. <laughs> it haunts marketers in their dreams. But it's really a beautiful thing because I, I fundamentally believe in the power of it, and I think it's right. We are ultimately all all wired to act in our personal interest and there's something bigger that we all want you know behind every business need is that personal need and the thing you have to figure out is what real personal need am i solving for people when i give them more money or or i take away a pain like a broken excel and you can't close the books you don't have visibility um there's that deeper deeper pain that if i don't get that solved i'm missing something i'm missing something on that 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 human outcome and that hierarchy of needs. So go back and take a look at that. That's my absolute best advice. So there you go. That's the story spine. Um, I will post the uh, bl- this blog uh, talk radio episode on my uh, blog as always. And again, there's articles uh, on my website on this exact thing. And again, keep in mind, I get, you know, people ask me all the time, um, do I have to use it? Well, when you're first learning how to use it and it's new for you, um, it's good to kind of stick to all the pieces, but you don't. You can change the wording. You can expand it. It's just a spine. Um, it's just sort of training wheels. But it's a great, great way to make sure all the pieces of your story are there, and you're thinking about it in that way. So, so you know, once you've outgrown it, that's great. <laughs> Move on to something more expansive. And again, it is a spine. You've got to flesh out the emotional components and really make sure it flows. But if you do hit all these components, it should be logical in your story what's at stake emotionally. And the emotional undercurrent should be there. You can flesh it out, obviously, and add more of the tension. You can heighten the tension. But I should know from looking at that spine where your story is going. And you'll have have a, a, a model and a baseline for a really, really solid story that has that emotional undercurrent. And and that's where most business uh, storytelling, I think, falls down. All right. Next week we have, like I said, we have David Nihill coming on the show. And we're going to talk about stand-up comedy. And and it will, 
I promise you, I, I do stand-up comedy. It will make you funnier. I think it pays so many other life dividends, like making you a better public speaker, more comfortable in front of an audience, more able to connect with people. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing, and we'll talk to David next week. Um, as always, everybody, I really love hearing what you want to know more about. So if there's anything in the content marketing, um, kind of improv, idea generation uh, space, storytelling space that you want to know more about, do let me know. You know you can always email me, Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y, at keepingithuman.com. You can follow me at Twitter. Uh, I am on the, the Twitter, as my grandma used to call it. <laughs> she would be very pleased. Um, at Kathy Clotes Guest, no hyphen. And uh, again, you know, let me know what you want to see more of. I'm always appreciative. Thanks so much, everybody. I'm Kathy Clotes Guest, keeping it human, so you keep it human too. And we'll uh, see you next week. Take care, everybody. <laughs>